I'm Steve Dania and this is the My Pride Playlist Pridecast from Virgin Radio Pride. In each episode, we speak to a member of the LGBTQ plus community and go through tracks that have soundtracked their lives. Now, due to rights reasons, the music is shorter than the original broadcast, but it's still great. Enjoy. The Virgin Radio Pridecast, proudly supported by Disney Plus, full of stories and love for all. Steve Daniel here with you tonight on my Pride playlist on Virgin Radio Pride. Tonight's guest is Leighton Williams, English actor, singer, dancer. He's the first person of colour to play Billy Elliot. And then Jamie in Everybody's Talking About Jamie, not to mention his starring role in Bad Education with Jack Whitehall. He's been everywhere. Leighton Williams, welcome to Virgin Radio Pride. Now, looking at your songs, how would you describe this list of yours? It's a very gay list. It's very queeny. I'd I barely think there's even one guy in there, but hey, maybe a couple. But I'm a queen at heart, so what can I say? No, there's some really, like, Buckley. really. <laughs> this is when it's people go, next. Bumpy ride. Joking, no, you better stay. They're iconic. So the first tune we're going to go for is, I'm looking forward to hearing this again. It's been, I mean, this is like a couple throwback. of decades old, isn't it? It's a throwback. What is it? It's throwback. This is Tattoo, All the Things She Said. And I'm choosing this song because it is one of the first times I saw, like, the same sex kind of um, couples, do you know, doing their thing. I know it was a bit wild back in the day, even though they're not lesbians, but we'll let them have so this was my first kind of oh hello there's more people out there and you were so you grew up in Bury. in the northwest didn't you very manchester so lancashire um, yeah and i was young when i first saw this as well so it's a bit like oh my god like so come on let me take you back to exactly I, I hate thinking about how old we were in 2003 but you would have been um, 2002 i was in like year three of schools so like primary schools so what's that like seven eight wow yeah. And, it, and that's really interesting. So even then, when you saw this video... I was like, oh. You knew that, oh, this is different. This is different, and this is a bit of me. I went into the um, playground the next day and reenacted it. Joking, I didn't. <laughs> How would I that wish. have gone down? I mean, probably not too good on my council estate. <laughs> It's my Pride playlist. I'm Steve Dania. Leighton Williams joins me tonight on Virgin Radio Pride. Uh, from Billy Elliot to everybody's talking about Jamie to bad education, his first pick was Tattoo. And uh, you mentioned, Leighton, a moment ago, you grew up on a council estate. What, that sounds tough to me. How, how tough was your upbringing? My upbringing was just, you know, very normal. I like to say um, it wasn't glitz and glam until a certain stage. It was just, you know, fun times, you know, had fun, played knockadoro probably shouldn't play it not um you know pushing that don't do that kids you know <laughs> dusting about my estate and just having fun and you know as much as that my parents and my you know grandparents always pushed me to do you know different things and then i just fell into this kind of world of showbiz quite randomly so yeah but you know to, to some people some people would say growing up on an estate would be a tough environment especially hmm. if you realize that like we were saying a moment ago a moment ago when you realized tattoo were a bit different did yeah. you know that you were different and i guess did you feel like you had to conform in that kind of surrounding i think i was conforming without knowing i was conforming because i didn't know anything else so like i genuinely like when i say to people i was like a little bit of a chav they're like what and i was like not a chav chav again my mom's gonna kill me for saying this on air but like i was just you know one 
of the lads. Could you believe it? Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess there's there's always been a queen inside of me, which just waiting to burst out. And you know, when I did spread my wings and move to London and found other people like me, I was like, okay, this is this is who I am and what I'm going to be. But yeah, I. I had fun. Yes, there were times that it was, you know, hard and I got sussed, but I guess that wasn't until I was getting to my teenage years and I'd already run away by then, so, yeah. Excited about this new trip, this next track. This uh, next track is uh, Spice Girls. You ask me, I think this is the best one they ever did. Spice up your life. And I, this was a turning point, definitely. Like, my mum used to catch me doing the full choreo in, like, the living room. And, you know, I couldn't do backflips then, so I'd probably do a little roly-poly when them things happen. Mel C, who's Loki, my bestie now, love her. Um, <laughs> like, can you believe rubbing shoulders with Mel C? I saw, like, twice last week. I was like, hey, babe. And not, she went away. I said to my friend, how am I low-key introducing you to Mel C? Like, she's my mate. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, I did a show with her the other week. It's just crazy. Like, I was at this dinner at Wimbledon, Clang Soz, but we had a Spice Girl in the room and a Pussycat Doll in the room. And I was just like, what is my life? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Baby Layton would be dying. Even grown Layton was dying, let's be honest. Do you have loads of those moments where you pinch yourself and go, oh my God, look at what's happening? Well, of recent, yeah, I just think that loads of things have just been going bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, how and why am I here? Obviously, I know I've been working hard, but you don't really realise until you're in the rooms with these people, you know, just socialising and having dinners, even working. And you're like, oh my God, like I'm in this kind of industry now. Like it's it's real. Yeah. yeah keeps me kind of I ground myself in a way and my friends do too and especially my mum when I ring I'm like she's like oh my god That's she hates the accent I do for her as well <laughs> in interviews <Go> on. <laughs> no one knows she gets she's like I don't talk like that <laughs> I love it I love it <laughs> and Spice Girls would have been I mean you would have been very young when mm. they first hit the scene because you were born in what was it 94 I think that's yeah. when they first started popping were they so they started in like in 96 and this song came out in 97 so you would have been really young mm -hmm. um, um, so it's interesting to ask you as we go into this mm -hmm. song. Yeah. What do, you, what do you credit the Spice Girls for? I mean, girl power, just no matter how young you were, I think it got to you. And I mean, it was just the glitz and the glam of like seeing how fabulous they were. And they were all about, you know, all the individualities and the movie. I just rinsed. I could literally like at one point like... Spice World. Know every single word. Yeah. You know, when a movies you just watch again and again and just a little baby queen inside of me. Like I want... I obviously was tokened as um, Scary Spice because, duh, 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 if you don't know me, I am mixed race, so there you go. Um, <laughs> and But inside, I was low-key Posh Spice. Do you know what I mean? So I had like a little bit of a, who am I? What Spice Girl am I? You know, real tough stuff back in the day. Yeah. Um, real tough. Um, but it just made you feel good. And yeah, spice up your life. Like when that song's on, you better get on the dance floor. Insult your intelligence by saying Spice Girls, spice up your life on Virgin Radio Pride. Steve Denyer here. Tonight's guest on my Pride playlist is Leighton Williams. So Spice Girls, on to, well, more friends of yours then. Uh, the Pussycat Dolls, your next pick. All right, let's not say friends, because what if they listen to this now saying, I don't know who that guy is. But, like, <laughs> just crazy. Like, 
PCD for me was the first concert that I ever went to. Emian right. Arena. Don't even think it's called that anymore in Manchester. Um, my stepmom and my mom took me as like a surprise. And when the dolls came down doing buttons in the tunnel, I literally started crying. I was like, no, like it's your first experience at a concert. Yeah. And I was like, and I was a stan. Like by then I was dancing and I was doing my thing and every single like music video at that point, the choreography was down like to a T. Yeah. Um. So when I grow up, I mean, I kind of listen to the lyrics, y'all. You know, I'm here, so it was art imitating life. And I was like, oh my god, when I grow up, I want to be famous. And it sounds to me like you've <laughs> always had that spark. Would that it, yeah. be true to say? Like ever since dots. So or whatever. true. Like yeah. I just, I've always been that kind of guy. Like just you know, running around very fearless, but also just had lots of aspirations, even amongst, you know, an inner world where lots of people around me didn't. I just always knew, well, I felt like I was like, you know, going to do fab things and whatever fab things are. I mean, listen, I think you're fab wherever you're working and whatever you're doing. But for me, this is where I wanted to be. And this song kind of, you know, it's funny that kind of happened <laughs> we'll play this song and then I've, I'm dying to ask you about like Billy Elliot yes. and everything and how it started because uh-huh. you were so young but let's listen to this first let's listen what's up Reggie what's up Pussycat Dolls on Virgin Radio Pride. Tonight's guest on my Pride playlist is the legendary Leighton Williams, star of stage and screen. Can we go right back to the start of your career? Let's start from the very beginning. Right back to the very beginning. So <laughs> I loosely did bits and bobs and, you know, I went to Carol Gobby's workshop in um, Bury. Shout out to Carol. She was the first person where I used to go and do dance class and singing and acting and she has loads of amazing actors from like your Corrie's your Emma Dell's like all of that and it was just fun for me like I just did it just like everything else you try out hopefully when you're a kid if you're lucky enough to we did the swimming classes did a bit of football like that wasn't for me you know and then finally I, I stumbled on this and I was like oh I love it and I would say not even a year I was doing it and this is like you know I was doing it but it wasn't like bam 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 I just rocked up to this open audition. They were looking for new Billy Elliots and I just thought, I think my mum saw it or something. She's like, right, let's give it a go. And there were thousands and thousands of boys at that audition. I was going to say, it must have been <sighs> fierce, the competition, was like, it? How did thousands. you feel? Well, I actually nearly turned around because I just, all I saw around me was just, you know, lots of people that did not look like me. So I was a bit worried. I was like, okay, am I supposed to be in this space? Should I be here? Should I not? And... I actually saw another boy who was an Asian boy and I thought it made me feel a little more comfortable the fact that I wasn't the only different one and lo and behold we actually both ended up playing the role he played it and then a couple of years later I played it because my story was very Billy Elliot like the first couple of jobs I ever did was like art imitating life and I was that boy from you know the estate who wanted to move to London to just dance or do something and like Billy Elliot took me there mm-hmm. and then kind of once I got here I didn't really turn back I did for like a little bit um, but I ended up staying here and, and I, am I right in saying that that was your first role first ever job that's incredible Elliot. I feel like I should congratulate <laughs> you now even though <laughs> it happened so many years ago thank but, you I mean wow you must have been it was wild and th- the greatest thing that I look back on and think is actually 
the pressure was not there for me because I had nothing to compare it to. Mm. Didn't have a clue. Didn't really know what the West End was. I mean, the first time I watched a West End show, it was so whack. I don't know why the chaperones took me to this raggedy musical. I won't say what it is because I might want to work with a guy one day. But I remember <laughs> thinking, what have I got myself into? I said, this is so boring. Obviously, I didn't watch Billy Elliot. So then when I was yeah. like, watch the Billy Elliot, so the Wicked of the World, I was like, oh, okay, this is fun. Just depends on which one you watch. And then I was just... Before I knew it, I was in it, and and in my mind there was no controversy of the fact that you know I was a person of color playing this role. Like I didn't know all of this stuff was going on around me. I just literally was just like, I'm just going to live in a big mansion in London with loads of fab people. My my mom was like, Oh my god, like this place has like five bathrooms <laughs> in one house. Like are yeah. you crazy? Like this room has like five beds, bunk beds. Like it was it was just another world to me. Like I couldn't. I couldn't fathom it and it became like the new norm it was just so quickly it was crazy uh, just overnight was it just like well it took a couple of years for me to get there they had to train me up they put so much like work and love and effort into me I don't know I, I, I genuinely don't know why clearly they must have saw a spark but I was like why are they really rooting for me you know um, I actually bumped into my first casting director a couple of days ago in London and Stephen Daldry who mm -hmm. directed the show and I just always think like what did you see? Because I was just rough and ready. Like I didn't have the goods, but they really trained me to get up on that stage. And then when I did, I, I was there for a couple of years. Am I right in thinking you were the first person of colour to play? Well, yeah, I was the first really? mixed race board to play it. Like I said, my friend who was Asian, um, Matthew Kuhn, who's you know, incredible, he played before me. So it was, it was new. It was like, and you know, we didn't change the parents or anything like that. And for me, I was just doing a job and I was just so grateful that, you know, I don't like to say they took a chance because I think I got it because my of my talent. But, of course. you know, against the odds, like, you know, it inspired, hopefully, lots of other boys to think, you know, if he can do it, I can do it too. Yeah, you must have had, like, so much feedback over the years from people going, oh, I went to see that yeah. show. You know, know, when when they say that, when they say that, they're like, I'm not sure I saw you. I go, you'll know if you saw me, darling. <laughs> and if you don't know if you saw me, you weren't watching properly for two and a half hours. Because exactly. if you can't tell me whether it was white or black, then something's going on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I saw you, you would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a production, though. And it still is, you know, recently when I've seen it, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's like full on 10 out of 10, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing it's, such, it's emotional it's it's a roller coaster changes it's just grabs you I, I saw it three times yeah incredible it's one, one of, of them, my favorites i think um it will go on forever and ever they're doing a new production right now actually at the leicester curve which is exciting because they've not done a professional new version of it for such a long time so i de definitely need to get down there and have a little look um but yeah it was the beginning of everything for me so i'm very thankful for it let's play your next song abba Oh. Actually, I'll do what we'll play ABBA. Yeah. All right, because we must get back to the music and then we'll come off the back of, of this. Of course, it's you introduce it, your show. Wait, Dancing one? Queen. Oh, so, I was like, which one? Are, to be fair, I was like, oh my God, did I pick a Billy Elliott song? This is not <laughs> musical theatre radio. I was like, I might start boring people. This is ABBA, Dancing Queen. Yes. Yeah? It's a bop, like, gets you going, and I'm a Dancing Queen, so there you go. Uh, 
Dancing Queen. That definitely still works on Virgin Radio Pride. It's Steve Daniel here doing my Pride playlist for your Monday evening. My guest tonight is Leighton Williams uh, from Everybody's Talking About Jamie, from Billy Elliot, from Bad Education. After playing ABBA, I simply have to ask you this. It'd be rude not to ask you this. Have you seen the ABBA show? I've seen the show. I actually went to the immersive experience at the O2 as well. Yeah. And I really want to see um, ABBA Voyage because apparently it is just unbelievable yeah they've, apparently they've done it so well yeah, I just can't really imagine it but this might be the new norm now you know do you, you think, think it could be I think so like if they they're not down to be doing it every night and listen I know like doing however many shows a week is it's exhausting so yeah save the efforts get them on the screen and is there a reason <laughs> why you chose Abba for this prior playlist I just think it's well Dancing Queen has a different element to me like in my mind I'm thinking like Queen's i.e. me and the queens and the gays so that like when I hear it it makes me smile because I'm like for everybody it probably means very different things yeah um, and it just it's just a feel good it's a feel good song I feel like I pick them ones that you know when they play you're just up and it makes you feel good Mm-hmm. And that does, doesn't it? It's a real kind of feel-good tune. Absolutely. As far as, you know, you say presence and queens and stuff, mm-hmm. do, do you agree me, with me when I say that it seems within maybe the last half a decade mm-hmm. we've really gained presence and yeah. visibility? And I think you and Jamie and everything's paved the way for that. Mm-hmm. But when would you say that, like, we turned a corner and things started to get super, super exciting? I was I I think you're right like in the last 5 years or so like I've definitely seen a shift like it's become way more mainstream you know drag queens and I've just literally filmed a TV show that is like putting celebrities into drag like on a yes. prime time Saturday night show like that would not have happened like you know even 5 years ago um and for Jamie to have been such a success all around the UK and the world and then be made into a movie everybody's talking about Jamie the musical you know it's it people love it and it it also can be a story it's not just for you know gay people or people that love drag like it's universal like lots of people can enjoy it for different reasons so mm-hmm. I think that's why Jamie definitely has to be a contributing factor though doesn't it um, I would like to hope so because it's in the the time zone and the area definitely has pushed that it's it showed lots of people I mean hundreds of thousands of people around the UK I've played to that actually it's not necessarily what you think you know the journey of somebody wanting to be a drag queen it's opened up people's minds and hearts and I think that's what's really helped make it more mainstream as well as of course I mean RuPaul yeah. um, who's come over to the UK and yeah all of the amazing queens that we have here in London I think well the UK we have such a fab drag scene here yes um, very different to America and worldwide and it's just fun mm-hmm. people want to have a laugh people want to have a dance and you know a little kiki so I kind of say aren't our queens talented so talented because they are in America but here you've got to be funny you've got to be able to sing mm-hmm. I mean you've really got to be like the whole package if you're going to make it here would, would you agree Oh, I don't know about sing because I've heard some of them sing. So, <laughs> joking. I've been to the Brewers on a Sunday. Night. I've been to the Brewers. Some of them are definitely miming. Um, some, some of them, I'm like, what? maybe stick to the miming. But um, no, it's all love here. And yeah, we have a real, we have a real high caliber of talent. I would say for yeah. sure. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. 1993 is the next tune. So I have to choose this song for my best friend because, I mean, if we're on a show like this, you've got to shout out your best friend, right? And I'm his biggest fan. He just did his um, first kind of like solo show, Jordan Lavinia. 
extra extra read all about it um in london and me and his best friend like we all of these other songs that we're talking about the pussycat dolls you know spice girls we used to make music videos like in like the living room or like Did down you? the streets like, like all of these ones. homemade like back in the day on laptop i can't even work my laptop now i don't know how i used to do that <laughs> i'm talking full vocal full visual full costumed wigs everything and now he's releasing his own music and i'm obviously his biggest fan because i'm his best friend and the two of us you know me and jo- I, I don't usually do backup but he asked us if we could do like backing vocals for his first concert and i was like i'd love to see your reaction no no to be fair i was actually really proud that he asked oh, okay. i was like it makes sense for him to have his sisters there and not just some Useful. random people and it was just so beautiful to see him shine and see him kind of like in his like pop era so i want everyone to hear this music and get into jordan vineyard because he's my best friend and he's yeah he's doing bits all right so tell me a bit about it how long have you known each other we've known each other literally since i moved to london so you know we talk a lot in the queer you know the queer family and this community about chosen family he's very much so that for me the first person that i saw when i came to london literally when we i was auditioning for theater school and like i was in shock at how just out and proud and fabulous this young black queer person was i was like oh my god like it actually shot me to the point i was like oh it was too much for me back then i was like wow like i could only have ever dreamed to be that confident and to be that out there and now it's like role reverse he's like late and sit down (laughs) can you take a minute can you just stop being so extra blossomed definitely blossomed so i have him and my friend john mccree and you know all of my friends poppy ella you know we just we really are such a tight knit of um of kind of besties so i'm really yeah i'm really proud to have him so look what i done and we both knew that i was pushing you Nineteen ninety-three, Jordan Lavinier on Virgin Radio Pride is chosen by my Pride playlist guest tonight. Leighton Williams is with me. I'm Steve Danier. Now, Leighton, if you just tuned in, is the star of Stage and Screen, one of our hottest new talents. What's it like? I've got to ask you this: when you're in a huge production and you're performing night after night after night, matinees also. I suppose you have to behave yourself, do you? Please do not ask me this the week after Pride. Do your party. I feel, I Can feel you attacked. Party and do a big show <laughs> feel very attacked on air right now <laughs> um let's just say last week was exhausting because it's pride week okay. and then this week is, is still exhausting because people still want to be running pride and i'm here and i love it yeah. but no when i'm working i'm working and i'm just giving you hot girl summer right now like i'm free as a bird ish like i'm doing my little bits i'm doing my little moments i'm doing a bit of writing here and there but i don't have to be necessarily on screen yes but um when i'm doing musicals like really you won't see me out and about like i was in london for a year probably did the show hungover once twice right. at push it is so not worth it and like i want to be the best that i can be and i know if i'm out and about swinging around on the pro- pole in freedom like there's no need <laughs> you've been new um there's no need to be doing that when i've got a job to do and yeah. I, I just would hate to one let myself down or let other people down when mm-hmm. they come in i cannot sing fully on voice when it's given alcohol you know so um I'm I'm quite good when it, when I need to like for example I start filming in the sun or well, August September I will just go bam like you won't see me out because there's enough time when you're not working that you can be out and about and 
being an it girl. So here we are. Brilliant. <laughs> now, talking of it girls, Lady Gaga. Oh, Ariana, tell me about this. Right, no joke. So this was lockdown, wasn't it? We were all a bit emotional about being locked down. And I was staying in this cottage in Durham. It was a very beautiful moment. I was very lucky to kind of have like an okay, like, moment during lockdown was this but during the first one this or? is the first lockdown volume one volume yeah <laughs> we have to break them up don't we that classic race oh, my goodness <laughs> but when this dropped like it was like it was just like thank you we needed some joy and but the there's actually a video of me I played it for the first time and like I actually like a tear rolled down my eye because all I could think of is like when this comes on in the club and I get to actually dance to this in the club, it is going to go off. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, we couldn't. there was no socials or moments, but, like, the, I remember the first time I heard it out, I was like, okay. It was, like, Beyonce's song the other day. Like, it's like, when we finally get a chance to be in the club and yeah. do this, yeah. it's everything. And Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga, like, come on. Just before we play, lockdown affected, obviously, everybody, but for a performer mm-hmm. and somebody who's, you know, your whole thing is being around people, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And acting with people and suddenly, so tell me how, I mean, how did that change overnight? It literally was like, Boris said his chit-chat at like five and the theatre just literally shut. Like, I'd, I'd dressed out my dressing room like I like to get really cosy so you and Jamie at this time yeah I was on tour I was in Birmingham I was ready to wow the audiences and I don't think we got back for like another fully I don't know maybe a year and a half so theatres went first didn't they they were first out so you were just like and did you guys at that stage go oh well this will only be a couple of weeks oh yeah I was like, oh, cool, it's fine. A couple of weeks, weeks, let it, it, you know, just pass and everyone, you know, get your jabs and all that. And it just went on and on and on. And, like, it got to a point where I don't know when I'm going to get back on that stage. The tour was only supposed to be six months. And it got to the point where the tour would have finished and we're still in lockdown. It's like... Oh my god! Like I'm, yeah. I can't play this role forever. Like I'm playing a sixteen-year-old. Do you know what I mean? So you, yeah. <laughs> so your whole career had to stall until completely stall. Luckily for me, I must say I'm one of the lucky ones. So I don't like to go woe me, woe me, because you know I have a business which I moved online called Pros from the Shows, which does lots of like workshops for young people, and I took all of that online, and I got like ridiculously lucky that I was booked every day and just for my mental state I just wanted to stay busy so yeah. I was doing solo classes I was doing classes with like people like 30, 50, 30 to 50 people like on a Zoom all in their living rooms it, I actually got like it It became the norm <laughs> like it was so normal I'd like shout them out on the Zoom and like you know you read the names it was just weirdly it's so funny how it's funny we, how we slip into it we just adapt things. like that like yeah. it's quite extraordinary really so that happened and then luckily you know the auditions kept coming through because filming and TV work came back and I managed to squeeze in a couple of TV shows whilst you know I was waiting to get back on stage so I, I did alright you know I, I've always dabbled in TV as well as theatre since I was young but the theatre industry and the musical theatre performance I mean, it was it was really tough. Like yeah. it was just like no, it was a god. Somebody gone. said last year, it's an amazing <clears> quote. <throat> someone said, you know, because of all the messing around and the lockdowns, we've actually potentially lost a generation mm. of performers. Well, yeah, because lots of people graduated during this time, didn't get to have their showcases, didn't get to you know meet agents. So the kind of well, unfortunately, just might have got missed, yeah. which is really sad. Um, and you know, there's been moments out there where people have tried to reach out and make make up for the loss but you know timing is just 
it's just very unfortunate, isn't mm-hmm. it? So I hope they're doing all right now, but this industry is tough. I mean, every single year, thousands of graduates graduate all over the country and it's like, you, you're in an audition room with me, darling, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, by the way. Everyone's going to think, oh, he's so cocky him. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's play this classic from, what was it, Lockdown Volume 1? Lockdown Volume 1, <laughs> absolute <it>. banger. <laughs> Steve Daniel with you tonight. Monday nights is my Pride playlist on Virgin Radio Pride. Gaga with Ariana Grande. Uh, the pick tonight of my guest, Mr. Layton Williams. We just spoke about lockdown. Do you remember? Yeah, we come out of lockdown. Do you remember getting on stage for the first time after not appearing for so long? What was that like? Yeah, I remember my first performance back. What really struck me was my first actual like performance when I sang so you know we started to do all them concerts and I did a show um they did like a musical show with Sheridan Smith was the host and I remember I got on set just like I usually would and thought you know I'm just singing a song whatever but I hadn't sung it in you know eight nine months and I there was full like 60 piece orchestra like there was no audience but there was like backing vocalist galore and I was in this gorgeous ensemble looking fab but inside I was like oh my god and the music started and I literally just forgot my lyrics twice so it was like go again go again and it was like Leighton not to rush you but this is your last chance I literally had my makeup artist up with the lyrics the songs that I've sang eight times a week but were you nervous oh my god I was so nervous because one I have never sang this song out of situ before yeah. I'm not in my costume I'm not on stage I'm not in character I'm like Leighton singing this song and I've not sang it in forever it was the most nerve wracking thing ever so after that I was like okay let me get back to singing class let me get my ch- let me get my chops back together because honestly when time comes for me to have to do eight shows again it's going to be a lot um but when we did come back and we actually got to open in my hometown ish lowry slash salford manchester you know oh, amazing i like the response was incredible oh, wasn't it and it was it felt nice to be near home because yeah. it was like bam we're back and we did two weeks there had people in almost every day and you know it it was tough and i sweated a lot <laughs> literally it was like i had to do Add additional like three shirt changes because I was like <laughs> I am low key unhealthy here, um, but like after a month or so, like I was back in the swing of it. Yeah, I never took a day for granted anyway at work. Like I'm always very thankful and for what I do, and I don't like to take you know I don't like to be blasé about it. I'm like I'm playing the leading role in this musical right now. Um, it it might not happen again. You know it will, but it might not. <laughs> so I like <laughs> hashtag to, it will hashtag it will. But <laughs> but honestly since going back I was like I'm not going to moan I'm going to get up there I'm going to have the best time and I'm going to soak it up because goodness knows you know if this job could get taken away from me again so there was a massive relief when we all got back let me take you right the the way back to the beginning of Jamie so many questions now I read so you saw Jamie before you were in it is that right I actually auditioned for it originally and I saw it because my best friend John McCree who I mentioned earlier who I met at school with Jordan all my all my theatre peeps he was the original Jamie so I was just very much so there you know best friend hat on going to support my bestie low-key fuming they didn't give me a role whatever <laughs> um, but don't be bitter be better I like to say you know I moved on I did my thing I went on to play other roles and 
just the timing was just ridiculous. In I have this email still on my phone. I've saved it. When I sent to my agents and I had this job coming up, so I knew I couldn't basically do it. But I said, I'm putting it out there in the universe. I've just seen the show for the third time. I mean, I was at press night. I've, I've seen it. And that I was watching it, but I was watching it in a different way. I was like, I was watching it, imagining myself doing it. Mm-hmm. And I thought... From the very first time you saw it? No, I would say like the third. The first time I saw it, I thought, oh, I'll never be able to do that. It's fine. Glad I didn't get it. Yeah. That was too much. And then after like a couple of years of experience of me, you know, really doing my thing, I was like, I could do this. Like it it was my own barrier, putting myself up. And I thought, let me email my agents anyway. And literally come like the Friday, I got this call from the director. like, let's get you in. And I was like, listen, I have a really big job that I've already kind of committed to, but like, this is pretty big too so I was like let's just see so that same weekend I went read the material did some of the scenes sang some of the songs literally by the Monday I'd like I mean I got the job I remember my mum was like I think I've just got the job like and I ran my agent I was like oh my god thank you so much like I don't know how we made that work so quick and they were like what like we didn't reach out because you weren't free so why would we do that and I was like so you're telling me I sent this email they were thinking at the same time he called me anyway and like it was just like it was very much so meant to be like mm. I'm not like too mystic Meg when it comes to things like that but it's like how were we both and all feeling the same thing you know yeah. and I just did it like it took me a while to get on there like contracts and things and whatever but I trained so hard like I'm quite tough on myself when I get up there like I want to be the best that I can possibly be but I was doing a show called Kiss Me Kate in Sheffield, funnily, over Christmas before I started. Right. So I'd be going into Debenhams with the galleys, you know, practising my accent. And after <laughs> every, like, first act of the show, I had did this song um, called Too Darn Hot. It's like a 10-minute number, sweating. I used to take myself to the studio and just sing every single song from that Jamie show. And I was like, if I can do it now, shattered, like, with no breath in me, when I get to the West End in January it's going to be a breeze, yeah. you know? It wasn't a breeze, but it was definitely easier. So I put in the work and I got to do it for, you know, over, spanned over like a good three years, so. Yeah, and you went, like, it's really interesting. You went to see the show before you were in it. So the mm-hmm. first time you saw it, did it, did the emotion hit you? Oh, like, the what emotion do you hit me. Like, about it? When I saw it for the first time in the press night, I, I was just overwhelmed because obviously I was watching my best friend, but secondly, just seeing a story of a young boy which is a very similar kind of vibe to me to begin with and then go on to just be accepted and loved by pretty much you know everyone around him against the odds it's it's just so inspiring you didn't really see that um growing up and like it's very much so speaks directly to lgbtqi plus youth it's just like look like we're here we're queer get used to it and and also it's not necessarily what you think it's going to be like it's like, oh, you do drag? Like, people just get confused and think, like, I'm a drag queen. I'm like, no, I played an actor that wanted to be a drag queen, but really, not to ruin the show for anyone, we don't really do drag. Like, mm. it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of surprises in there. It's It was emotional, like, seeing my face up on, like, Shaftesbury Avenue. Like, because there was, when, when oh. it was announced that you were going to be the new Jamie, I remember there was, like, an explosion of excitement on the scene. Yeah. People going, have you seen who the new person is? Crazy. And... You know, I, I I remember people going, oh, I know him or I've met him. And yeah. it was all good, by the way. All mm. lovely stuff. Um, but so... How no, did that's that, nerve-wracking. How like, did that feel for you? Because everyone that, on the scene was talking about you. And you your picture was in every, like, scene magazine, mm-hmm. everywhere. I, Billboards, <laughs> tubes. Sorry. Everywhere. No, no, like, <laughs> I'm, now, now I walk around London, I'm like, oh, where's my face? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to not seeing my face. <laughs> well, the UK, actually, you think you've got it here. And then I went on tour, it was literally everywhere. It was like, oh, what? 
what's going on. <laughs> I it actually made me more nervous, weirdly, because like I, when you talk the talk, you have to walk the walk, yeah. you know. And yeah. I'm giving it all of this, like you know, I I slave, da 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 da, work. And this is like okay, later, and well, you best deliver the goodies, you know. <laughs> and I knew that there was a little bit of pressure on my shoulders because you know I had done things that people recognised from, and you know, but still to date, this is probably. If I compare it to anything, it would be Billy. Like, people would say, yeah. what's the hardest show you ever did? And before I did Jamie, it was always Billy because that was just the most difficult thing. And I was mm. playing, it had the same weight, it had the same amount of, you know, basically in every single scene, da-da-da-da-da. And this was like, I'm doing this eight times a week now. Like, there's no shine away from it. Um, but it was the most rewarding um, show that I've ever done, so. Did you ever get caught up in the emotion? Are we looking at the audience? Well, like, first time I went to see it, like, mm-hmm. I was crying, my friends were crying, every, you know that that one song mm-hmm. that I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, it's his My Boy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, but, but there's a lot in there. Did that ever get the better of you? I'm quite an emotional person anyway, especially when I'm acting. Like, you know, if I'm singing a song to my mum, it makes me think of my mum. And, you know, sometimes I would just blubber my way through it. And especially, I mean, my last night, my opening night, trying to sing on my final night, knowing that, like, I played the part for so long and this is it, you know? I don't know how I got through it. Like, it's, yeah, the emotions definitely get a hold of you sometimes, but you have to just breathe, power through. In the finale, I would cry tears of joy because, you, you know, people would be on their feet. I'm talking grown men, like in happy tears yeah. like with their hands above their head like screaming like you know been probably been dragged along by the wife thinking oh what are you taking me to tonight like really going outside seeing the poster like I'm not going to enjoy this by the end on their feet yeah loving it you know how special is that and whole families as well and you could see like young kids and a teenage lad and mum mm-hmm. and dad enjoying the experience together it's really mattered isn't it it's yeah. really made a, like really changed things that made an impact you know and now we've got loads of stuff like Heartstopper and Love Victor oh. and stuff but back when you were doing this role mm-hmm. this was the one of its kind wasn't it it really was especially for a British musical as well you know we don't kind of there's nothing glossy about it you know people come oh can I come and see the set like the set is beautiful it's like you can come and see the set but it is just a cute little kitchen you know (laughs) it's not glitz and glam and bam 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 but it's real and it's you know northern and it but it also is universal hence the movie so it yeah, it was an honour to kind of play that part, to know that it's changed lots of people's perspectives, but also lots of people's lives to kind of be, you know, I get tagged in things a lot, you know, just recently this boy going to prom in a dress, like, oh, that amazing. Is, it's actually happening, people yeah. just going, do you know what, sod it, this is my life, life is not a dress rehearsal, honey, so if you want to wear that dress, get out there, do your thing. All these, all the wives now are going to be like, "Oh my god, my husband came downstairs in the dress this morning." <laughs> <laughs> Have you had lots of nice <clears throat> notes like that, messages and tweets and oh, stuff on? So so nice, like fan mail, tweets, pictures. You know, people really. It's got really good fan base as well. So you know, people have really got behind it, and you know, we we're aware of that, and we are you know really grateful. And I guess you kind of go to work selfishly because one, I enjoy it. You know, I love my job. Mm-hmm. I get paid for it, thankfully, luckily. Um, so that is just the gig. But then to get all of the extra bits from it, where it's actually doing things and mm-hmm. making a shift, I'm not, I'm not out here pretending that, you know, I'm like, you know, the be all and end all. Like, it's not me. I'm just doing the work. Like, but it's, it's, there's a shift. It put, does a little something for some people. And for some, it's the first time they've been to the theatre. And for others, it's the last. Our director used to say that all the time. And I thought that was really beautiful. For some people, they're never going to see a show again. You wow. Know? 
but for some, this is their first time. And for some people, you're like the pussycat doll. <laughs> you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh my you god, are. I hope so. Some people have experienced that same, you know, that that wonderful that feeling of like, oh my god, this has changed my life. Yeah, it's amazing. It's wild. Harry's looking at me, on producer, because we, we it's been about We're chat- four Kathy's, hours we? since we went into a song. I'm we sorry. We are chatty Cathy's. Let's go. <laughs> we go into another song. Um, Jesse Ware. I tell you what, should we play Jesse Ware, mm-hmm. and then we'll come off the back of air and we'll talk all about it. Another banger on tonight's My Pride playlist on Virgin Radio Pride. Jesse Ware, chosen by the legendary actor, Mr. Leighton Williams, who's with me. I love that tune. That must be another lockdown find of yours. Again, she's lockdown volume one <laughs> for me personally. And I don't, <clears throat> pardon me, I don't know whether this album was the same for everyone else, but my friend introduced it to me, Shay, and I was like, okay, this sounds like a bop. And the whole album, honestly, I just rinsed. Like, every morning, in the shower, lockdown, it was just that one. And I finally got to see her, Mighty Hoopla, Mighty Hoopla Ooh, wow. um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And she was just sublime. Like, it was just such a beautiful, like, surrounded by so many fab, you know, queer people, just, just adoring this gorgeous artist. Like, I was just like... She she know she's got it you know yeah and I don't really feel that about lot you know when it really like when you go to see a show like you want to see somebody especially yeah. if you're out you know in the grass could potentially be raining in the UK so how would you define got it <clears throat> wait like she's obviously got the X factor or whatever yeah she's got what? it she's just why she's got a good vibe I think I like her as a person as well like I listened to a couple of her podcasts and seen her in interviews and she just seems like a real like a good laugh yeah I like to think some people like when you know you know a celebrity you're like would get on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know when you think of a celebrity and you're like, we'd have a kiki, we'd have a good time. I feel like she's one of them. Uh-huh. And she, but she's just got a beautiful voice. She's got the whole aesthetic of like the the way she choreographed her dances around her. It was just the way she, you know, brought in the audience. But this, like I, I was waiting to see her this whole time. Annoyingly, my flights got jigged around and I was coming to actually see her her whole show coming yeah. back from LA and I missed it so it's like at least I got to see her do like a little set uh-huh. of Hoopla it was magical and here we are I mean hopefully everything's crossed here we, we, the Covid is now gone mm-hmm. or at least lockdowns no more volumes gone. what no more four volumes. fives <laughs> just a few double cassettes you know CDs or whatever but um, do you think we've come back after that two year experience now more on it more up for fun, more, you know, we've had time to think. How we changed? I think we're a lot more resilient now. I definitely think we're up for more fun. If you ask me and my schedule last week, I'm definitely down for more fun. (laughs) Um, As I said, it's giving hot girl summer. Um, For a lot of people, like, it's giving no bullshit. Yeah, you can that, have that it's your show okay it's, it's one one beep sorry nan um <laughs> yeah zero bullshit like yeah. 
Can we just two. cut to... Oh, right, it's two, that's it. <laughs> cut, let's cut to the chase. Don't mess... Like, I'm not beating around the bush anymore. Like, I do not have time. Two years have been stripped from me, okay? Yes. Two years have been stripped from everyone. <laughs> to be fair, I would call my nan and be like, my show... I remember this conversation. So I was like, my show is down. She was like, darling, the whole world is in a pandemic. And I was like, yeah, but what about me? But I'm sure everyone <laughs> felt like that in that time. It's so not nice to be selfish, but like, like you got to think, like, everyone had their own moments, of course. But I was like, this was literally my dream job and contract and it's literally been torn away and like obviously we got back to it so then now I, like I said I don't take a day for granted so like a day time is like time is energy you know and I feel like if it's something that's not going to serve me or it's not going to advance me whether that's you know spiritually or financially or whatever like it's giving no like mm. I used to be very much so yes man yes 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 I'll do this I'll do that and now I'm like do you know what no and it's not giving no because you know I'm not available. It's no because I don't want to. Yeah, you know. And we've, I think we've all got to learn when to say yes and when to say no. Because if you can stretch yourself, you don't want to be that girl around town that's doing everything. You want to kind of like spread your love where it's necessary. So that's what I've come out of lockdown knowing. Like sometimes, like, oh, can we hop on this and do that? And da, 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 da. let's take a call, a quick five minute call. We don't need to be running around the town doing this, yeah. doing that. You know, yeah. I, I might be sounding like a diva now, I'm but I'm just trying. You're here with me. Look, you, <laughs> no, I here said for to an you, hour. this is amazing. He really I wants said... to do it. This is great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I said to you, like stuff like this, it's so nice to be in person and vibe, but like sometimes it's like, actually this could be an email and let's just crack on. Like we've yeah. got, yeah. it's very much so like live your life mm-hmm. live your best life so mm-hmm. that's what I personally have taken from it I don't know whether that's upping my diva levels but you know what take a little bit you guys do that say no a few times unless it's a fat check and this new <laughs> <laughs> this new show that you alluded to earlier uh-huh. I mean this is like Saturday night prime time mm-hmm. ITV um, do you think this would have happened two years ago or have we come out? I mean, it says Anton Deck dressed up on oh, Saturday night, which that. was brilliant, yeah. wasn't it? And, it? and like, you know, I'd say got 90% yeah. positive criticism. Oh, I reckon even more. I reckon, you know, it annoys me sometimes when we actually look at the 1% of negatives of like, oh, 200 people wrote into, oh, and what? Millions and millions and millions and millions of people worldwide just loved it. Yeah. So just We've got 70 million people here. Let's you concentrate know? on that and yeah. not the 200. Like, I'm so, like, even given that airtime, I'm like, mm-hmm. who cares about the Karens? You know, mm-hmm. like, let's keep it moving. Thank you. Next. Yeah. Um, so I loved that they did that. And it's giving very that energy. Queens for the night. You know, we're trying it out. Saturday night, hopefully, you know, it becomes a whole thing and, you know, a full yeah. series. But it was just so much fun just to watch, you know, all these celebrities get up there and really be transformed. And like I said, me and Mel see just that chatting like I had to keep it so cool I actually didn't at a moment I think I was giving a critique to a certain celeb and I was like you know I've been faking it till I'm making it my whole career which I ge- genuinely think I have like I don't really? know how I'm, oh, come no on. I don't know how I'm in this space is like I, I'm not born to dance my feet don't turn out they don't point my hips are crusty but not crusty stiff <laughs> that sounds weird <laughs> but like I managed to make it work you know yeah. and that's what I was basically saying to this artist like look at me I'm sat here next to a Spice Girl like come on like I'm a true example of you know just kind of keep throwing yourself into these situations and fingers in many pies and something will be a shift you know something will work so yeah it's fun times drag is drag is mainstream yeah, it is it. isn't it mm. it's brilliant as well and it's it's a joyous thing to see yeah. isn't it on a saturday night so fun. when we used to have 
dodgy shows like The Price is Right exactly. and uh, Blind Date and stuff. This, this is uh, <laughs> It's camp, it's fun, it's joyous, and uh, which was nice. I just got to sit there and ju- look in queue and judge. So you and, enjoyed it? Oh, my God, it was so nice. Like, I didn't have to sing, I didn't have to do it, literally just... But television must be such a different medium to being on stage. Mm-hmm. So how did you adapt? It's Well, even television is, like, you know, the acting on television is different, but just being me... What was nice is I don't usually get to just be me on TV. Yeah, if I'm on yeah, TV, I'm acting and playing a character. Yeah. So it's quite nice to be late in on, like, a primetime TV moment and be like, oh, well, this is me this is my personality i've only done like a a few things like that and i think now that i'm doing more i'm getting asked to do it which is it's quite nice well we'll see we'll see what the um reviews are like <laughs> maybe my agent will be like do you know what stick to the acting <laughs> <laughs> listen next song is chosen family oh tell yes. me about this so elton do you know i wanted to choose this song because like i was speaking about earlier about my chosen family i think you know in this industry as this is a pride moment like i really wanted to shine a light on how important it is for you know if you've got young listeners out there or even old like you know if you've not found yourself or found your tribe or you're feeling like you're hiding away because you don't necessarily be able to you won't be able to talk to people around you like i feel so lucky that i've found my people you know um and that is it's really quite important for especially for if you think about it in this way you know we had to grow up like you said you know did you have much trouble when you was young it's like i didn't have trouble but i was obviously hiding something and when you're sitting on a secret for such a long time i'm talking mostly people maybe from 14 years 15 years 16 some people that come out to their 20 that is basically living a lie until a certain time yes you're living but you're you've always got that one thing that is like hidden yeah and you know then then you can finally when when people come out this what I say I've been at all these parties last week and I was like how fun are we like I'm sorry like compared to like you know your average Joe party and these pride parties and these queer parties we are crazy like Um, and I think it's just because we're like, do you know what? I've had however X, Y, Z years of, you know, conforming. This is my Gone time. Gone are the days. If I want to wear this, I'm going to wear it. If I want to say this, I'm going to say it. I'm going to be out there and I'm going to be proud. I'm just going to do. Yeah. And I think that is why we are just like so like, bam. Like, because we've had to just not be for however many years you were, say, in the closet. Everyone's story is different, of course. Yeah. So I want to choose this song because it's really beautiful. Um, And it, it kind of, kind of, talks about chosen family and Elton John if it wasn't for Elton John I wouldn't have had my first job so yeah. shout out where do I belong tell me your story and I'll tell you mine I'm all ease. take your time we've got all Chosen family, Elton and Rena on Virgin Radio Pride. This is my Pride playlist. I'm Steve Dania. Leighton Williams is my guest tonight. Leighton, I've got to ask you, if someone's been listening to your story and our conversation and they're thinking, you know, I need to do something about my own life. I don't fit in, uh, but I don't quite know how to come out or what to do next. What advice could you give such a person? What I would say is, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of places and things and you know you could call in but i would say personally i would like to 
speak to somebody who is close enough to you that you think you can trust it's one of them where like if you're in a bubble where you don't think you can tell anybody that's the hardest thing because mm. you know no matter what age you are it's scary rejection is scary you know I didn't come out to like my Jamaican grandparents until I was like 24 and I finally told I was just like what if you know it's such a different culture yeah. coming out to people from that vibe so did it, you get massive anxiety about oh that was that how did I you deal with it I literally just basically told her about my partner at the time and I was just like and she was like oh Leah tell me Nikira she was like your girlfriend boyfriend and literally luckily she's got like three gay um, um, like um, grandparents grandchildren now like I was like why is everyone coming out now this is my thing I'm the only gay in the village no but on a serious note I would just say try and come finding someone that you can can trust like wholeheartedly um either a friend or like a teacher or a colleague and slowly but surely you will find that actually they might have already known anyway darling do you know what i mean yeah. like when i when i it was never a biggie for me because i didn't really come out come out i was very much so like slipping and sliding out that closet for a whole long time but usually when you hear people's stories you, people around go we knew you know yeah. we knew and that's not saying you know it's because you were this because you were that but people you, People can sense something's up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so just and take it slowly, but also like, and if you if you are in a position where you can support yourself freely, like I, that's one thing I was so happy that no matter what, I was always earning. I could support myself. So if mm-hmm. you're gonna reject me, TTYN, talk to you never see you later. Like I'm off. Yeah. I, like I don't need you. Mm-hmm. I want you. I'm talking family here, but like if you reject me. I will go and find my tribe. I found my tribe anyway. My yeah. family love me. But I know that sounds really scary to be like, you know, middle finger up to my whole fam. But quite literally, you don't live your life for them. Live your life for you. So we they, always make our own families as well, exactly. don't we? As soon as you go on that road to find yourself, you mm-hmm. there are so many people out there to support you. Mm-hmm. And-, and love you, love you for who you are. And if they don't want to love you for who you are, then they don't deserve your love. That's what I think. So... I know it sounds a bit like tough to kind of think like that, but you know, you you shouldn't be living your life through somebody else. You need to live it for you. So, mm-hmm. and baby steps though, take it day by day. But you got this. And we're in Pride season now. Mm-hmm. Uh, season, we love season. this rebrand. I mean, it's like because we were saying earlier, you said this has gone from a month to Literally, like half a year. I said I'm exhausted. I picked up my emails in July, and they're still coming through. I said, well, it's giving season at this point, but we love it. So here we are. We've come out of dare I say it, the lockdowns, and this is. It feels like this is the first Pride in a few years. How mm-hmm. how how's, how are things changed? How's the season been for you so far? I mean, just being surrounded by like so much joy on Saturday at London Pride was like really overwhelming. Not being around en masse in London. I think it was the most um, like visited Pride period. I think, yeah, like, like the footfall. Yeah, it was yeah. just so many people out and about and you could tell they've just been, we've been to Pride for two of them, I think. Yeah. Um, so there was lots of joy out and about and it was beautiful to kind of just be a punter and be were you on enjoying. stage or were you no. there as a, as, as a kind of punter yeah I just thought do you know what like I have nothing personally to promote like as in like I don't have an album dropping or I don't have so I thought it's pride I'm usually always working at, like usually I'm in a show and you can hear the parties outside yeah. literally How I'm in a scene that? crying trying to keep it all real and you, you can just hear I'm every woman and I'm like oh can we not guys I'm trying to be like in character right now literally in the middle of Soho me, these someone's days. working do you know what I mean um, so it was so nice to be there and yeah. just just enjoy it and not um, and not be no I, I know I'm privileged to be able to say you know I didn't have to work but like I just took the decision no 
I'm working, I've got things coming up, so I was like, let's just enjoy Pride for once. So, I must ask you this, I just thought of this question. Do people, you must be so recognisable, you're so well known now, I would recognise you yeah. in a sea of hundreds or maybe thousands of people, so how do you handle that? Do you yeah. like it? Does it get annoying? These... <laughs> He's just put on the hugest shades. <laughs> I've literally hides half my face. I love it? it. I must say, like, I, like friends are always kind of like on it with me, and I'm just like, if I know I'm being clocked and it's going to be a bit messy, I'm like, like, scoot. I'm very much like a divert, divert, and it's not because I'm ignoring you, like I love you, but like sometimes can get quite overwhelming especially mm. when you're amongst you know the queer community I'm much more known in that community so it's like you know I'll be in the mix with everything and what I did was if, I, if people were clocking me and I was like in the big crowds I would I would say yes to photos but I'd like make them duck down so like we didn't draw attention to ourselves it was so cute actually this guy like took one with me and then somebody else clocked him and he was like no it was like he needs his privacy and he like low-key became my bodyguard i was like that's so cute but Once how about got you got your photo and now you want to play bodyguard i was like fair play bitch. i was like i love that for you um so it, it listen i i think when people have the guts to come up and like give love and like say that they love your shows or whatever it's really lovely but like sometimes so you know us in the public eye you do just want to kind of like just get messy yeah <laughs> just have pride you can't relax can you no, if you think people are clocking you literally like you you always like, have that what if what if what if you know and i'm not doing anything too naughty on the streets because listen you know i'm tr i'm well trained but you know i try to go to some places where it's like okay i can relax here i can relax there and make sure you know well i tell you what i had to do sneak my way into vip how embarrassing <gasps> I didn't have a wristband and I thought, darlings. <laughs> so I went, to, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But I just went to the guy, I was like, excuse me, I need to um, collect my wristband from VIB. I didn't have one. Um, he let me in, <laughs> da, 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 da. Luckily, you know, the people on the door kind of clocked me and I was like, oh my God, I, hate, I can't believe I'm making this. But I was like, guys, I'm being absolutely hounded out there. I was like, didn't mind if I come in. I wasn't being hounded. Like, a few people this have clocked me. But I was like, do you know what? I want some free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I'm all about hustling the system. I'm from the streets, so whatever. <laughs> but seriously, if you see later with the shades on, back off. No, those shades good. are on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. The shades say, um, leave me alone, yes. don't they? But really, it's just, it's all part of the drama. Now, your final track. And thank you so much for doing this. It's been my so pleasure. much fun. It's gone so quickly. We're going to end with Beyonce. You've ended with this song. Tell me, break my soul. What a oh. banger. Absolute bop, absolute banger, and I feel like it came at the right time. This is just every time you turn on the news, there's just chaos, chaos, chaos happening at the moment. And Beyonce says, Release your souls, release your minds, quit your jobs, all of that. I mean, no one's quitting their jobs, darling. I even thought, mm, Beyonce, you didn't quit your job because you've, <laughs> you've literally released this track right now. <laughs> but we love her for it, and it could not come at a better time. Like, it just, it just, just gets you going. Like, you won't break my soul. I don't know. It's, it's it's party 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 it's one of them again beyonce's you know she she does it for us queens and the lgbtq plus ia community you've always so. been a fan of beyonce always you know she is the it girl yeah um and it's a pop i don't people be throwing shade and saying you know beyonce didn't create house music i don't know who's saying that like i'm not saying that it's just a good bop so let's yeah. not sometimes we love to read into things too much darlings just enjoy the song and if you don't press next okay so if you don't enjoy the song press next and if you do shimmy along <laughs> thank you so much Pleasure. thank you thank you thank you thank pleasure you to me. meet you and you just, just remind us what's next where can we next see you so, you're gonna be on television obviously but so tell yes. me everything about that so queens for the night will be coming out 
out hopefully uh, towards the end of the year, which I'm judging on, which will be super exciting. I start filming for Bad Education, the new season, in mm. August and September, which is even more crazy because I'm literally taken over as one of the teachers. Bye-bye, Jack Whitehall. Hello, me. <laughs> Sorry about it. With another amazing cast member, Charlie. So we are taking the reins and... I literally get my own set of kids in the show, which is wild to me. Brilliant. So that's like a decade later since I did the show. Writing on the show as well as being in it, which is mad. So all of that's happening. That will be out towards the end of year as well. And yeah, I've just finished um, filming with Billy Piper um, mm-hmm. for season two of I Hate Susie. So that's coming. All my shows are coming out at the end of the year, actually. So I don't have anything to plug right now. But actually, no, I do. I have just launched my Soleil Club, which is, I told you about my workshops and things that yeah, I took online. Yeah, you did on Zoom. Yeah. yeah, so we've now decided to launch these clubs and one's going to be in Bury, my hometown. One's here in London and another in Sheffield because we have so much love from Sheffield because of Jamie. And it's a hub where it's kind of for, it's for everybody, it's for people that really are into the arts you know ranging from I would say like you know 7 to 18 and it's a safe space for you to come and be creative and we're bringing loads of pros like myself and I'm going to be the creative director and I just want like young legends like a a legacy of people that want to learn want to be creative and want to get into this industry I think I didn't have that when I was younger and I would like to give back as much as I can and we're doing scholarships and all the things so auditions the next weekend lovely stuff well yeah. listen you're amazing you deserve every bit of talent thank you so much for coming in to see us pleasure please come in to see us again okay I, I shall cheers Thank you so much for listening in. That was the My Pride playlist Pridecast. And make sure you subscribe to hear loads more good stuff from Virgin Radio Pride. The Virgin Radio Pridecast, proudly supported by Disney Plus. Full of stories and love for all.